Good morning, Lydia House. Morning. You can wave at me. You can say hi. You can. Uh... So, I've been asked by two different people this morning who's preaching. So I want to ask you, and who do you think is preaching this morning? We are. You got the right answer. We are going to do it together. And I'm going to give a mini-sermon right at the beginning. Have you ever had that before? I don't think you would ever have preached right at the beginning. But I'm just going to give you a really brief message on what we're doing today because we would like to do it every month. Once a month, we would like to do this kind of service. And it's described very clearly, explicitly, in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians 14, 26. And this is what it says. When you come together, what then, brothers? Well, we'll add the sisters there. Brothers and sisters, when you come together, then the next two words are each one. So who is preaching? Each one, if you want to. What we'd like to do once a month is have the kind of service where we share together. Not a preacher, but all together. And that's what we'll do today. So what do we each have? Here's the wonderful thing about this kind of service, especially if you know in advance. When you know in advance that I am preaching or Nate is preaching, how much preparing do you do for the first service, for that service? Probably not a whole lot. I hope you pray and get ready in your heart. But you don't prepare any more than that. You don't Prepare, oh, I want to give a word. Maybe you do. That would be wonderful if you did. Karen sometimes does. But we want you to come at least once a month saying, I want to have something to share. And so that's what we want to do. Each, when you come together, each one, okay, what can you have? A hymn. If there's a song you want to sing, and they know it, they'll play it. If they don't know it, and I know it, I'll play it. Each one has a hymn or a lesson did, did God teach you something this last week? Did he share anything with you that's worth sharing with somebody else? That would be wonderful to share with us, each one, a lesson, a revelation. What does that mean? What does revelation mean? A word revealed. Yes, yeah, something opens up to you. Does God ever sh open up something to you in the scripture as you're talking to somebody and you'll whoa, the light just went on, and you have something to share, we'd want you to come and share that with us. A revelation, a tongue. Isn't that interesting? Maybe God would have you speak a tongue and then uh, have it interpreted by Tim. Yeah. Huh? A tongue, an interpretation. Maybe you're going to be the one... Let all things be done for, what's the next word? For edification. edification, for building up. We want to be built up, and one way it can happen is for one person to prepare a message, or how about if 30 people prepare a message? How about if you come thinking, what can I share today 
with my brothers and sisters. That's what we want you to be thinking about. If anyone speak in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three in each in turn. So we can have somebody speak in tongues and have others interpret. Let two or three prophets speak. We believe that God speaks. And it's not just through uh, a message, but it's through one another. So we want to be ready. Let others weigh what is said. For you can all prophesy one by one. I'm going to open with prayer. And I look forward to this time today together when we can encourage one another and build one another up. Thank you, Father, that you bring us together. You say two or three. Well, we've got more than two or three. And so this is a worship service. This is a gathering. And we thank you that we can learn from you. We can learn from one another. And so that's our desire. That's the heart's desire today to be built up by one another as we gather together, as we worship, as we hear your word, as it comes from the lips of our brothers and sisters, and as we're inspired for this week that's ahead of us. We bless your holy name as we gather together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So let's worship. You can sit, you can stand, you can move around, however you feel comfortable doing it. We uh, welcome this family here. You want to introduce them? have four of our grandkids here today from daughters of our kids of our daughter Elizabeth Watkins. Okay, good deal. So, Brian and Stephanie, thank you for the way that you're here regularly and helping us to worship the Lord. Can we unmute the keys, please? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Starlight in, in the, the dark, and endless miles can't conceal you. Every glimmer is a spark, catching fire as you break through. You're not far away, you're coming close. summer in the night the sun goes down but still I feel you and every shadow's turning bright every broken heart is made new oh, you're not far away you're coming close
unseen There's no space between you and I You and I You are closer than the very oxygen I'm breathing in Oh, I breathe you in You are God with us You are here with us Emmanuel, Emmanuel, you are infinite, your glory has no end, Jesus, Jesus, let's do that again, there's no heart unseen, there's no space between you and I, you and Emmanuel, Emmanuel, you are in the net, your glory has no end, Jesus, Jesus.
next one pay attention to the bridge especially with what we're doing today it's a revelation we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony amen Jesus. 
and the word of our testimony everyone overcome we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony came with the blood of the lamb who are you who are you when you're covered by that blood who am i that the highest king would welcome me i was lost but he brought me in oh his love Me. His grace runs deep. 
sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, he died for me. Through the sun sets free. Oh, it's free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am.
not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. Oh, I am who you say I am. Yes, I am who you say I am. Who the sun sets free. Is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Um, great words. I know you've got more. That's no, it. is that it? Okay. Well, I want to say something about it. The two most important pictures that you have are what? The most two most important pictures. A picture of two people. Your picture of God and yourself. And so who does Satan, how does Satan come after you? He wants to tamper with your picture of God. Right from Genesis 1, he's tampering with the picture of God. Did God really say he wanted to get Adam and Eve to begin thinking, wow, God's holding back from us, isn't he? We can't eat. And he, Eve added to the word that God had spoken. You cannot eat of it, and Eve added the word, you can't even touch it. So God is being really picky. God, God is, is, am I doing that? Yeah. I am sorry. Oh, okay, you're good. I'm good. So God tampered with their picture, or, or Satan tampered with the picture of God, and so he was made to be kind of manipulative, kind of controlling, maybe a little insecure. And God will do the same thing for us. He'll tamper. Good people. Zachariah. He was a mature man. But because his wife did not have a baby, something in him said, you're holding back. And we know that because when the angel shows up and gives him this wonderful news, okay, you're going to have a child. What do you say? He should have said, praise the Lord, it's finally happening. He did not say that. What did he say? Huh? Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. Uh, really? How can I be sure? No, wrong answer. 
wrong answer. He took nine-month time out after that because he, uh, that was the wrong answer. He shouldn't have said that. But then Satan will also go after you to change your picture of who you are. And we can all see that often, can't we? Yeah. We can see that he'll, he'll change. You're not as smart as you thought you were. You're not as holy as you thought you were. You're, you're, they're, those people, they're getting uncomfortable with you. you you're a little nervous. You're, and he'll say things about us to get us to think about ourselves so that we don't like ourselves as much. Anybody ever tampered with you like that? Yeah, John. Yeah, you, you, you grab the mic there. They grab the mic right there. It's right next to you. I don't. I don't think you would differ with this view. The adding a third party to to that would be a father, because our our imagery of God first comes from our father. I would say. Yeah. I would say. I would say. Yeah. Not to not to disparage mothers, but I'm saying that especially for men, you sure. know, and you, you would agree with that. I'm sure. Yeah. That, absolutely. That. Um, Society today has um, severely distorted that image, yeah. and 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 it, as fewer young men have fathers today, so it's no surprise that their their view of God is distorted. Yeah. yeah, and so Satan will tamper with that picture too, our picture of appearance. So we wanna we wanna come against those. Did you want to say something, Karen? Well, if you have, a, I'll give you my mic. Come on. Yeah. Right there. Sure. On my side. Right. We're going to be doing a lot of sharing this morning, so if uh, be, be prepared to move toward a mic. There'll be a mic there. There's a mic up here. We want to do a lot of sharing together. Yes. Well, as you remember, on the way here, we were having a discussion. And uh, it, it was actually something I mentioned to you last night also, as I was reading, getting preparing for today. And in, in the, just the daily text, the daily devotional that I like to use, and always get so encouraged in the Psalms and um, all the rest of the scriptures. But sometimes you come to a verse in the Bible that you just think, okay, I'll make it personal. I just think, oh, Lord, why? And the verse was, you know, we are heirs. We are heirs. We are children and heirs. Yay! That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. And then it goes on to say, I was, I was sharing in the women's group, so uh, some of you remember this. And if heirs, then also we will suffer with him in order that we will share in his glory. Well, could we skip that middle part? Heirs, <laughs> yes, great, and then go on to the glory. Well, no, <laughs> that's not how life works. And so um, I was saying, uh, actually I was sharing with my, my mentor back in California via text. Who, she has suffered a lot, and I said, you have a lot of input in this. Give me some insight. And we talked about it in the car, didn't we, Mom? And and then Paul was reminding me and uh, bringing up scriptures that we all know that in this world we will have tribulation. Don't and be don't, surprised don't be at the fiery trial that's going to come upon you. Yeah. And some of these trials 
are fiery. And we think... And we are surprised. Uh, yeah, sometimes. yes. And, and then the enemy comes in and gives you those lies of, okay, who did you say you were? Oh, really, you're a child of God. Oh, this doesn't look like you. He loves you very much. Uh, all sorts of lies. Yeah. Uh, you know, we know that where those lies and the darts come from. And uh, so realizing that even in the Psalms and all the saints that have gone before us have suffered have gone through all sorts of things, and our friends all around us in this day and age, so we're not alone. And that encouraged me so much, also knowing that the same Holy Spirit that you know Jesus uh, left us with is in all of us who are walking and saying, Lord, more, we need more of your help. And the Holy Spirit is helping us, and we're growing. Uh, you are giving the example of, yeah, we're, th this is how we how we grow. And Naomi and I were talking about this earlier. Remember, Naomi, we said, well, if we don't pass the test, Naomi, <laughs> that we will get to pass the test again. We that we will get to take the test, yeah. so that we can pass it, and so that we can uh, get stronger. So that's what I was on my mind the last um, few days. And uh, we started singing. We started singing the song you wrote. Um, that I think it's, uh, it's helpful. Count, count it all joy, joy my brothers. Count it all joy. When, when you meet various trials, count it all joy. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its perfect work that you may be complete, perfect, lacking in nothing. Count it all joy, my brothers. Count it all joy. When you meet various trials, count it all joy. And, and what a nice song. <laughs> what a kind of a, you know, uplifting song. And I used to think, well, I, I don't think we should sing that song so happy because, you know, it's not always happy. We should change it to a minor key. <laughs> and, and, you know, you find what's helpful to me, encouraging to me, is that, we do have a lot of minor key songs. The Israelites, it, people in Israel love minor key. Japanese people, we like minor key. The minor key sounds we find in the Psalms also. Mm -hmm. You know, when he, when David speaks and says, this is what I'm going through, and God knows our hearts better than we know our own hearts because our own hearts will condemn us. That's another scripture that encourages me. But he is greater than our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, indeed. Okay, open mic. So, are there any pictures that you have of God that you've had to correct? Any pictures of yourself that where Satan tampered with you? You were able to see things clearly? Yes, sir. Uh, this is a testimony, and it's a work in progress. Um, but when you said that Satan wants to 
distort your picture of yourself. Mm -hmm. I've, <clears throat> um, I've got an ongoing. It's ongoing. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm about. I can see the finish line <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> to get victory, but something happened when I was in fourth grade that that sort of derailed me um, from a self-confidence standpoint and introduced all kinds of insecurities. It wasn't the first time, but I got embarrassed by my teacher in front of the class. Ooh. And it was something that I had intended for good for a classmate that got interpreted as evil. Ah. And so, <clears throat> I have this real sensitivity to being unjustly accused of evil or wrongdoing. Ooh. And <clears throat> which surfaces in the most innocuous ways, like, you know, di disagreements with someone or, you know, like making a decision to do something. And in my, you know, we always judge ourselves by our intentions and then others by their actions. You ever heard that? Well, you know, I mean, that's natural, right? Because sometimes we do stupid things with good intentions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but in this case, um, just the merest suggestion that, of that, mm -hmm. and I get defensive, I get angry, you know, I got, you know, it, it gets out of hand. So, uh, Ruth, uh, Ruth, I don't know where you got this book, but it's called Courage to be Healed. And it goes through a number of, you know, I, you and I have prayed about this on, a, on occasion, and it's about the lies that the enemy tries to tell you, right? There it is again. They're accusing you, and it wasn't, uh, that's an unjust. And you just want to defend yourself, right? And, it, and you get I get angry. <laughs> so I, the light has now shined on that thing, mm -hmm. and I'm walking, I'm starting to walk more and more in that light, and starting to recognize, wait a minute, that's not, that's not God saying that, that's somebody else, you know, it's the enemy. Mm -hmm. let's, let's pray for that. Somebody come up here that can pray for that, for Tim. Who wants to come up and pray for Tim? You're leaning. Okay, go ahead. We got good deal. We got two of them. Take the take the mic here and let's let's believe that he's he's testified. Now God put his too? hand on it. Did did you just learn of this fourth grade thing? Did this just come upon you lately, or have you been suffering with well, this I since fourth book. grade? No, I, it's been I've been suffering since the fourth grade. But you didn't know that I it didn't was realize that's what it was okay. until. I mean, it was before, I probably realized it before I read this book, but this okay. book has some testimonies of some, you know, similar things in it no. that happened when people were kids. In fact, my wife, I think she said, hey, did something happen? Or she kind of no, prompted it. Because it, yeah, yeah. The reason I ask that is because years ago, when you and I were at Church Upon the Rock, I remember praying for you once, uh, silently, but I, I sensed that you had some long-term thing going, but I didn't know mm. what. Mm. So, yeah. Go let's, for it. let's pray. 
Lord, we thank you that you've revealed to Tim some of these things that have been bothering for years, mm -hmm. and uh, we just seek your complete healing now for Tim, that uh, this finish mm -hmm. line that he's seeing will, that he'll cross that line soon and become victorious completely. In the yes. name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. 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 Do you want to pray too? You can pray for him. Dear Lord, I just want to ask you to uplift Tim and his struggles and mm -hmm. the things where embarrassment comes. We all seek that. We all seek your encouragement, your blessings, your understanding for what we not know or understand. There's reasons that you do this to make us stronger or to help us bring light to other people through them, even though we don't understand, but when we share, you open up the door for other peoples to get that encouragement and to understand. It's your wisdom far beyond us and our belief and our understanding. We just have to trust in you. And as I come to know Tim, I was surprised when he shared that. I would have never thought because he's always confident. I always turn to him and ask him questions. But I know that he always turns to you. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all need to do is focus on you. That's right. In your name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Wonderful. Good going. Good going. You got anything to, anything to say to this group? What, what's, what's changed in your life in the last few hours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just to kind of give some context and background, um, about five, six years ago, Larissa, my wife, and I were uh, in New Zealand um, doing, being a part of YWAM there, and then uh, returned to Minnesota for a funeral. And then in that time, met with Paul and just really felt like a change was supposed to be coming, but we weren't really sure what that was to look like. And really prayed with Paul and were seeking the Lord together and felt encouraged to, Larissa, you can come up too. Yeah. <laughs> felt yeah. encouraged that uh, perhaps God had some uh, like theological training for me in the Twin Cities. So that completely changed the trajectory of what we were doing. And so I began a seminary at the Master's Institute and then just yesterday, got to graduate, so it was very exciting. Hey! He's a graduate. He came in 2015. Six years later, he's a seminary grad. He did this in the midst of life, in the midst of his activities, in the midst of jobs, in the midst of babies. Incredible. How, can you say anything? Here, what anything you want to share? What what? How does it feel like to be the wife of the one who's been doing going through this grind? How how has it affected you? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm proud of him for all the hard work he put in. I don't think it's something I would easily have accomplished. Um, but he did it. He's just I don't know. He's so relaxed during it, and um, yeah, he never seems stressed or anything. He handles the pressure of assignments due and everything well and um, 
we're, we're different in that respect. <laughs> um, but yeah, he did really well, and he managed to balance his life well at the same time as well. So, so was he still a good husband when he was a student? Yes. <laughs> and a good daddy? <laughs> okay. That uh, we prayed for you, Larissa, yesterday um, with your parents-in-law, uh, you know, and uh, we had a few tears, uh, your mother-in-law and I, regarding you leaving. And you can imagine, because they're going to be missing their grandkids. That's a tough one. And so I was remembering, I was, uh, you know, telling her how my parents had to go overseas and say goodbye to their grandkids. And I, I told her I couldn't imagine it. And, and it's going to be painful for you, too. And what a wonderful thing. She said, I'm so blessed that they're going to be with us this summer. And what you had told her was that you wanted them to. Oh, yeah, I think what you're maybe referring to is um, we wanted to stay, we, we, we're going to stay with Andrew's parents. Um, we're moving there next Wednesday until we move to Montana in August because we want um, them and the girls to have just a, a time together before we go because we don't foresee ourselves coming back to Minnesota long term. I don't know. She was very blessed by that. <laughs> that. You had thought of that and that you were going to make sure that they were bonding together. Oh. That really blessed her. Come into the center and let's, let's pray for uh, them now as they, they're taking further steps. They'll be in Montana in, uh, starting in August. Yep. And then uh, we might not see too much of them after that, right? You're, yeah, you're, not in the flesh at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it look like? Yeah. Why are you going to Montana? Oh, I'm going to start a, a midwifery program there um, in Bozeman. It starts with three months in person and then followed by about two years of online study while I apprentice under a midwife. Um, and we're hoping to do the apprenticeship um, somewhere else, like in the world, um, in a developing nation. Um, so we don't know that, that part yet. We're still just waiting to find that out. But um, we think maybe God will show us toward the end of our time in Montana. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the journey. Thank yeah. So you feel called to some kind of mission work, right? Yeah. 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 I think between, I'll have the SEM training under my belt, and at that point she'll be trained as a midwife, and we feel like we can really meet some, some real needs physically and spiritually as a Wonderful. couple. Wonderful. So now as you hear this, Maybe God will give you a prayer. Maybe he will give you a word. Maybe a word of encouragement. Maybe a prophetic word. We're just, we're just going to be open now how we can bless them. This is a pretty big move. Pretty big step. He took a step in 2015. He said yes to the training. Now he's done the training. Now another big yes, an even bigger yes, moving family, growing family, I might say. And uh, so we want to stay close to them in spirit and be pray for them. So if you have a prayer, come on up, grab the mic and, uh, or a word, uh, and maybe a simple word of encouragement. Hey, I've done this. this here's what we've done. 
did, and so, okay. I just want to start it out, Lord, of a prayer for them uh, that they've already mentioned now. Uh, somehow that their desire, they said somehow to uh, see that they're helping in a physical way and a spiritual way. Well, Larissa is going to be helping with the physical birth of children, uh, and both of them will be helping them in the spiritual, especially Andrew, as you preach the word that many would come to hear God's word and that uh, you would open up hearts so that there would be spiritual birth by water and the spirit, that they would see who their father is mm -hmm. and who they are. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Father, I thank you that you spoke to Andrew and he said yes to a call to make a difference in another land and you gave him some time of preparation, some training. We thank you that he's been diligent. And we bless this next step. Steps can sometimes be wonderful. They can sometimes be scary. It says in Hebrews 11:8 that when Abraham was going out to, to uh enter into the inheritance that God had given him. He went out not knowing where he was going. And so there is a sense in which you don't know where you're going to end up. You don't know where you're going. And that can potentially bring an unsettled feeling or a restlessness. We pray that as they go and take these next steps to walk further into their God-appointed destiny, that you would give them comfort Yes, Lord. Pray you give it to Larissa with young yes, children Lord. that they yes, will be cared Lord. for, that you're looking out for them. They're not on their own. We'll, we'll be praying for yes, them and Lord. others will be praying for them, but you will be guarding and protecting yes, them guarding what and protecting. they're called to do in this next season. Yes, equip them, Father. Strengthen them in body, soul, and spirit. Protect their children, Lord, and give them favor, connections where... Uh, that when she needs her own children taken uh, care of, um, whether it be uh, nannies or just Andrew uh, trying to juggle everything, you will provide and give them wisdom and discernment in all of this. Thank you, Father. Just, can, yeah, Steve. Yeah, come. Well, there's a mic over here, so you can. Um, just hearing of your um, surrendered life. Um, just reminded me of one of my favorite verses. And it's Psalm 25, 9 and, and 10. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. Um, and meekness is leaving to God the final decision, like not reserving for myself the right to make the final decision. That's meekness. So, and then the next verse is, All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, and to such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. So we're just rejoicing with you today and over you that all of his paths for you will be mercy and truth. Yeah. Andrew and Larissa, I have a little story that happened to us yesterday that made me think of you guys. We were in a boat. 
and it was going great, and then the boat motor died. And we had to get a tow. So we're no longer under our own power. We have to rely on some people to help us along. And I can kind of picture you guys as, uh, you know, you're kind of surrendering the control to where's God going to bring you. And, and these uh, wonderful folks pulled us close to a dock, and I'm picturing that like New Zealand. And we weren't sure how we were going to get it. We're literally paddling a little bit. And these people show up on the dock. We throw them a rope. They pull us in, and nothing but friendliness and help. And then when you're, when you're on the path, you're kind of alone in that boat. It's just you guys. And I just picture, I just picture when you land there, how you're going to be surrounded by people that will take their, just pull you in and just welcome you. You get your feet back on solid ground. And I just think you're going to be a blessing to them. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to be a blessing to you. I can see your family growing spiritually too. Not just your beautiful children of your own. But uh, the families that you're going to meet there, I think, are going to be a blessing for you. Anyway, you guys have been a blessing here. It's fun yeah. watch. It was fun watching Andrew go from that big shaggy dog to this handsome young man. Now, <laughs> I, I I want to echo that. I think uh, I, as I'm listening to your story and the prayers, um, I felt like we should be celebrating what you're going forth to do and the the potential for the fruit that you're going to bear for God's kingdom. And then the verse came to mind because there's some sorrow initially involved that unless a grain of wheat Mm. is planted in the ground and dies, it can't bring forth fruit. Mm -hmm. And so there's a transition period there. And what God is going to raise you up for is going to be fruitful. Mm. You know, I, I don't know what the uh, increases with wheat, but you know, the corn they say a hundredfold. Uh, corn, a grain of corn gets planted, and it, it's probably way more than a hundred. But anyway, that's that's the vision I think you know that God wants to do in your life is, and we should that's what we should be rejoicing in mm-hmm. is what's going to come down the sure. road. Sure, sure. Okay. Did you have uh, did you have any tough times that you think of now? You made that decision in 2015. Uh, was it hard going? Was it easy going? What what, what what did it feel like? Yeah. Yeah. It was tough for sure. I mean, we again when we left Minnesota after we were married, we didn't intend to to come back long term. And so even that was a challenge, just even letting go of a a dream and a vision for a different path um, or for the different time. And then even the practical things of having to get her permanent residency, immigration stuff figured out, that was a challenge. And and even when I was more seriously like applying for the seminary, just wasn't even sure logistically how can I fit all the requirements plus providing for a family and stuff. And, um, and then I was accepted and there's, there's a lot of challenge that comes with it. It's not, it's not easy, (laughs) which I think is good that it's not an easy thing to just breeze through. Um, and yeah, we had a lot of significant life changes happen 
in the, the four years of my SEM, and we just really felt that MI, that the Master's Institute was such a anchoring point for us in the midst of all the other change that we were experiencing in that time, that MI was like the one constant. And so yeah, we were really blessed by, by that community and, and being in that season. Um, and yeah, I'm just really grateful for what you heard from the Lord years ago to, to start to begin and, and what you heard from the Lord of, of our participation within that. So thank you. Yes. Maybe I'll share that. You, you feel free to be seated here, but I'll, uh, I'll share that story because I don't think I've shared it with you. I, I probably shared it with you, but I'm not sure I have. So we were at Trinity Lutheran, and uh, we wanted to start a school, and there was a piece of property overlooking the Pacific Ocean and uh, it was a high school, beautiful property. It was gonna cost a million dollars. And so we said, we're gonna go for this. As soon as the district, the Lutheran district heard about this, they sent out a, a letter on green paper. So we called it the green, the green paper, the green letter. And they set it out to all the congregations of the pastors saying what Trinity Lutheran was going to do. And because we were involved in charismatic renewal, uh, they came strongly against this. And there were attacks, there were uh, things said that were simply not true. Kind pastors turned mean. And uh, people that I knew, that my dad knew, that knew well, they came against us really strongly. So we, we just had to give that up. We had to give that vision up, those plans up. And it went into the ground. So fast forward, that, that I can't remember what year that was, but fast forward. Now we're back in Minnesota, and I'm walking the path that leads over to Northwestern. I would do that often during the week. Uh, walk that path, and as I, it's, I call it my walkie-talkie because I walk and pray or run and pray, and I was praying, and that picture of school came back, school, and so I started praying, okay, there's going to be some kind of school, and uh, this is going to be a high school, so that's what I was kind of thinking, some kind of school, and uh, then seminary came. I said, oh, that was different. So I began praying that for a while, I don't know, weeks, months, and that got stronger in me. And it got really strong in me that, that I was going to be starting a seminary. And at some point, when you get something, you have to start sharing it. I say, you pray it, you say it, you weigh it, and then you obey it, those four things. And so you pray it. I, I did a lot of praying. But then you have to say it. And you have to say it to the right people. Because if you say it to the wrong people, they will bury it like they did in California. So I picked out people that, that I felt could, could uh, listen to what I was saying. And most of them could. There were some who, who said things like, you don't even have a doctorate. How could you start a seminary? 
You don't have you don't have any advanced degrees. And uh, uh, someone else said, "Who do you think you are?" And I wanted to say, I wanted to say, "Who do you who do you think I am?" I I didn't, but I I wanted to be sarcastic back because I felt it was kind of sarcastic. Who do you think you are? You know, and. I came to a point, and I could pick. I could show you on 35. I, I came to a point where I locked in, where I said, "I'm beginning to feel it now," that that it wasn't a it wasn't a decision or or of um, of succeed or not succeed. It was obey or disobey. I knew I had to do it, and so I started building the team, pulling together people who were smarter than me. Because God has given me the courage to start things, but he doesn't have them give, give me enough brains to make it, make it really all work together. So I needed other people. And yesterday, was, Eric Bloom was sitting next to me, and he was a huge help. We talked so much about this. To how do you start a seminary? You know, how do you do this? Well, I've been to seminary, but that doesn't qualify me to start one. But coming together with a team, uh, it was really a joyful time. And God, God gave us a school now that's 20 years old. We're celebrating this year as the 20th anniversary. So we're very thankful. And of course, I love it when people that I know well, part of our community here, go to the seminary and graduate. It was a fun time for me to see him graduate yesterday. And know now that he's going to take that, what he's learned, and he's going to apply it in some nation of the world, and it's, uh, it's thrilling. And we get to be a part. We can be praying for him, and we'll hear from him as God speaks to him. So this is also a Memorial Weekend, and uh, I have, we have a son that served in the military. Uh, Steve, you were in the military. Anybody else? Any other military people? So let's... Uh, can, can we pray for you and thank God for you? Why don't you stand up? You can stand up where you are, the, the military people. Were you, you, were, were you, you stood up. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Anything you want to say about it? Uh, I was drafted. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't a volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. You were a Marine, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So who wants to who wants to pray for them? Somebody, somebody. I can do it. Okay, Father, thank you for our country, Lord. We've got lots of problems, but I thank you that we've got lots of solutions as well. That you've used America to bless the nations of the world. I thank you. I say, God bless America. Thank you, Father. We pray that you would allow us to be anchored solidly in you. We pray that you would bless these friends for their service of our nation and others that we know. We thank you on this Memorial Weekend that we have a nation like America. And we pray that uh, America could be good so it could be great. And we bless Steve and Steve, and we thank you for others that we know that have served well and we're proud of them. 
And we rejoice this weekend in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, your dad. Come on. Yeah, most of you know, uh, Mom, that dad, my dad, your husband, Phil Ludio. <laughs> Would you like to stand up yeah, and say something, Mama? Or, um, yeah. Your husband served Iwo Jima. So my mom and dad said yes to the Lord. 1949 was when I was born. And then they went to Japan in 1952. And before that, uh, before you met dad, actually, uh, where did he go? Where did who go? Well, dad, dad. He went, he served in the military, in the army, right? Where was he? Where did he go? Well, Iwo he was Jima. In, he, he, he's in heaven now, and he went to Iwo Jima, Iwo Jima. way back. Okay. Yes. And he and, got his butt uh, blown up. Well, that, I was not going to exactly tell about that part. <laughs> anyway. Six months. Six months in the hospital. Oh. Yes, and, and the doctor said, uh, after all those surgeries, well, why are you still alive? You better ask God why. And so he did. And that's when he heard the call uh, from MacArthur about sending missionaries. Uh, that's a bit of a part of a wonderful history where, where, you know, they knew that this is what we need. Uh, to have missionaries, and then in the seminary, he heard the call to go to Japan with the Bible wow. instead of bullets, a Bible. And uh, so I, I just uh, thank you, Mom, and want to honor you and Dad for saying yes to the Lord because it was your obedience. And yes, there's, uh, uh, you know, you went through suffering and having to learn a new language and. I was thinking of Larissa and Andrew, if you have to learn a new language, remember that language is not a barrier. You know, God's love will shine through. And then the word I wanted to also tell you to be encouraged, my mom uh, sang in the spirit and spoke in tongues, uh, and that carried her through, encouraged her. And so I would encourage that for you to also You'll be in a battleground. You're going to go as soldiers of the Lord. And uh, that's what, well, we all are, aren't we, called yeah. to serve him. Let so. her pray. Let her, let her pray. Would you like to say a prayer, pray, Mom? Pray something. Pray for our, our church. Pray for these people here. That God would bless our church. Father, I just want to thank you that you are right here in our midst and uh, we couldn't serve a more wonderful Savior. You are all that we need, and we want to always give our lives to you. We never want to withhold anything. We, want to, we never want to hold back. Lord, I give you everything that I have. Lord Jesus, it's all yours. It's from you anyway. And I just thank you that you're going to use us for your glory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think this is where this will fit. <laughs> okay. You know, you know how God gives you something and you go, where is this going to fit? You know, 
And um, so I'm, Steve and I have been doing this can study. stand up? No, everybody can see me. Well, he wants you to, because it's easier for, for oh. you to be. Well, I need to read. Um, Steve and I are doing this, this uh, study in Daniel. And um, Daniel is one of the few people in the Bible that, in the Old Testament, I should say, that are called blameless. You know, we're called blameless now, but back then there wasn't too many. Uh, and Daniel is one of those that was referred to as blameless. And he gives um, what some theologians say is the longest prayer in the Bible. And it has to do with his country. And, and so it, and, uh, it says, And now, O Lord our God, who brought you people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and has secured, has secured yourself re, a renowned name, as this day we have sinned, we have done wickedly. And when I was reading this, I thought, um, there, you know, we, we had this, the Chronicles verse uh, that, you know, my people who are called according to our name, his name, I mean, um, if, if we will humble ourselves and pray. And Daniel was seeking God. Daniel was blessed. Daniel was in the government. He was high up and well regarded. Um, he could have just sat back. And he didn't. He, he was crying out day and night to God because he knew what the word said. Jeremiah had said, 70 years, you're going to be in captivity. He knew that what was happening wasn't right, and he needed to do something. Mm -hmm. And so he stands up and he, he prays this. Oh, Lord, according to all your righteousness and justice, I beseech you, let your anger and your wrath be turned away from your city. Your holy mountain, because of our sins and the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people have become a reproach and a byword to all who are around about us. Isn't that just, I mean, the church has become a reproach to our own country. And now, therefore, O oh our God, listen to and heed the prayer of your servant Daniel and his supplications, and for your own sake, cause your face to shine upon your sanctuary, which is desolate. Oh, my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and look at our desolations and the city which is called by your name. For we do not present our supplications before you for our own righteousness and justice, but for your great mercy and loving kindness. Oh, Lord, hear O oh Lord, forgive. O oh Lord, give heed and act. Do not delay for your own sake. O oh my God, because your city and your people are called by your name. And so, Lord, that's what we pray this morning. Your city and your people that are called by your name are praying and crying out for this nation that you've given us, this city on a hill that has brought the light of Christ to the world, Lord, that you will stand once again in our midst mm -hmm. and show us the way. 
Lead us the way from the sea to the shining sea. Lord, show us what to do and how to pray. And God gave me Romans. And this is how he said to pray. So too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and hears us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray, what to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads on our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. And so, Lord, we do, we plead, we cry out, and we plead on your behalf for your will, in our country, in our state, in our city, in our lives, in our church, in each one of us, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. So as we started this at the beginning, maybe you were thinking, well, how does this work? If we don't have something prepared and we just open it up, and like it says, when you come together, each one, a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation, let all things be done for building up. Did it work? Yes. (laughs) It worked. And so we'd like to do it once a month. Nate, who I'm assuming he's on vacation, uh, Nate said, we, uh, I think we should do this every month, and we'll tell you ahead of time so you can be praying in advance if there's something that God would give you to share with us, then you can come and be prepared to bring it to us. So uh, it worked. It's a wonderful way to do a service where we simply open it up. Yeah, Rafiq, did you have something to add? Yeah, let me give you. The uh, last couple of weeks, I've been uh, not speaking a lot. Open mic night with um, a program called Seven Bells. Yesterday, I was at uh, Minnesota Teen Challenge. Wonderful. Um, a lot of you don't know. I- I'm not embarrassed to say who I am or what I am um, because I am not what I was, you know. Come on. Years ago, yeah. um, 2003, I accepted Christ. 32 years of uh, being a Muslim, born and raised. Um, my dad's from Lithuania, originally from Turkey. And um, I've spent 30 years in prison. Wow. And I notice, you know, there's a lot of places and a lot of people in churches, you know, they judge. And I really don't care about them. Mm-hmm. They you know, want to grab their purse or they want to, you know, check their wallet. That little stuff then never meant anything to me. That was minor. Mm-hmm. But I struggled out here not with crime, not with the drugs. My thing was heroin. And then when that got a hold of me, I, I went crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've been clean 18 years. A couple months ago, I um, tried to shoot heroin again. Oh. I didn't get high. Oh. It was like God was just blocking it. He was not allowing me. Wow. Um, it's almost like I wanted to go back to prison. It's so much easier. Dealing with idiots out here. Um, they said I was sorry. <laughs> inside, it was like I had more control. It's easier to follow Christ in there. Uh, because a lot more is done for you. You have that time. Out here, you're stretched so thin. Try to find that time with God. Now, Ruth has shared with me before. She finds it in the morning. You find that certain time every day before you get your day going. Because otherwise, you get lost in your daily stuff, and you never get back to it. Um, you know, when I was talking about Tim, I was surprised when he shared that because I always turn to him and ask him questions like I called him last night. Um, people think, you know, I'm 56, go back 30 years, I'm in my 20s. My body has been preserved. I'm very strong, and I work all day long. Mm-hmm. So being judged on your age is nothing to me. Let me prove them wrong. But they always have something else in their mind about, oh, you're a criminal. We've all done things, you just ain't got caught. I did it because I didn't care if you caught me because I would be so bold about it. Because one thing was on my mind, that heroin. You know, it's like if you were a drunk, it's the same thing. You had to have it or you go through your DTs and you'll die from it. Heroin's not the same thing, but you go through the DTs and your body aches and things like that. You'll do anything to get it. You believe you're going to die. When I was speaking yesterday... Well, I was invited because what I said on a Friday night when I was speaking, a guy from Teen Challenge that works there said, I, I've never heard anybody say it so bold. I don't care if you're from a church or whatever. I'm going to say it real. Why hide it? Just because you're up there preaching means nothing. So you got a piece of paper, and some don't, like you're saying. You know, The guy says, well, you don't have this. Who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Tell me you're a child of God, and God ordained you to do it. You know, right. you don't need that paper. The paper means nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if, if it's what God's telling you're going to do, you're going to do it. Sure. I mean, and I fight him all the time. I'm I'm learning like a kid, like you're teaching your children how to live out here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is all new to me. If you guys were to go to prison after being out here for so many, you'd go crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm used to. I used to call that home and this was out here vacation mm-hmm. and I couldn't wait to go back. Because I was a known, I was respected. You know, I had power of, of being a Muslim. You know, in, in the the ranks that I was, um, it's kind of like you have your deacons and your deaconess, and you, you know, right. well, they have that same in there like that. Sure. Well, trying to find a job, I, I have a good job. I like what I do, but I can't do it. The last few weeks, I've been battling with a, a real bad problem with my ear, sore hurts inside the canal. It's like if you take a bath and you soak too long, how you get the prune on your fingers? Well, my ear in the inside the canal with the, with the mold in there, it's the same way. Being out in the hot sun is melting the wax in my ear, and it's draining, and it makes it to where I can't hear even with the hearing aid. And when I take it out, I can't hear anything. Um, I was stabbed in the neck, and I lost a lot of my hearing. So... I was trying to figure out what to do, where to go, you know. And even though I fight God, it's like he keeps bringing it to me and bringing it to me. So Wednesday, I'm, uh, I'm going to fly to Atlanta. Um, 
I've been working for the longest time to get off the no-fly list. I was put on it right after the bombing. Mm. I, was, I said something in Pittsburgh to a TSA agent, and they told me I'd never fly again. Mm. And I kept saying it's because of who I am, you know, but I'm proving them wrong, you know. It's not who I am, it's what I am today, mm-hmm. not what I was back then. Mm-hmm. So I can finally fly, and I'm, I'm going to book the flight today. I'm going to drive Chuck over the road again for a company down there. Wow. Um, I did it last year during the COVID. It was very hard. Um, And I dreamed about this for so many years in prison, being able to see the country, being able to see what I missed and what's out there. And I loved it when I was doing it. Mm -hmm. But it was so hard during the COVID. Now it's everything is opening up. There's so much freight. Yeah. so Maybe it's time to do it again because he keeps putting things in. It's like Satan puts things in your way, but God finds a way around that. Yeah. It's like, why allow that to stop? I may only do it for a year. I might do it for two years. Take that money and come back and get my own truck here and do it local as a local career. When do you start? As soon as I get down there. I got to do the paperwork and so Thursday. It's been good having you with us. Been been good seeing you every week. You've been regular. You've come along and you're you're putting your life together. I'm proud of you for what you're, what you're doing, the decisions you're making. Let's pray for Rafiq. Yes. Father, thank you for, for giving him the determination just to be a part of our family during this season. We bless Rafiq. We pray as he gets ready to do something else, to, to see the country, to, to drive, uh, to get paid, to see our nation. We pray that you would bless him, keep him close to you and to your people. We pray that uh, wherever he goes, even if he settles just for a few days, that he would find people of like mind, people who love him and love you. We thank you that you are using him to speak out for truth and righteousness. We thank you that you are growing him in the love of God. And we bless him with the truth and with grace so that he does this dance with the grace of God and the truth of God and puts those two together. And we thank you that we've had him with us for a season. In Jesus' name. Sing a song over him, O Lord. May your spirit fill him more and more. Bring healing to his ear. Bring healing to his ear. Nothing is impossible with you. May he win many people to you, Lord, as he shines. It's a light, the light you have put in him. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm sorry, I don't know you very well, but is there any way that we can pray for you today? Anything that, uh, that you're asking the Lord to do for you that we could agree with? Don't wait. 
That's a big one, huh? Yeah. That's a big Yeah, well, let, uh, remind me your name again is? My name is Tressa. Tressa, okay, Tressa. And how did you happen to start coming here? Was it because of Rafik? Yeah, Rafik uh, told me about this place, and like he said, most churches you go to, I don't like the judgment. I've been judged all my life. Ooh. Um, number one, I'm the product of uh, by rate, uh, mixed marriage back in the 60s. Mm -hmm. And because of that, the church would not baptize me. Oh my. They would not accept me or my mother. Have you been baptized? I have since been baptized okay. when my daughter was born uh, through Pilgrims Methodist in New Hope. Mm. I did not belong to the church. The first Bible I ever received was from the pastor of that church. Mm -hmm. And I still have that Bible to this day. Oh, wonderful. Um, my daughter was baptized. I have yet to baptize my son, but I'm going to give him that choice. Mm -hmm. um, How old are they? My daughter is 30. My son is uh, 18. Okay. And a giant. Oh. <laughs> um, but being judged has always been a part of my life mm. because of being biracial. Mm. So for me to find a decent church that I could go to and enjoy mm. um, has been difficult my whole life. Mm. So I didn't go. Um, and then when I finally found a church that I did enjoy for a while, they came out and blessed my home. Mm -hmm. And that was just prior to my late fiance passing away from stage four melanoma cancer. Uh, I haven't been to church since. Uh, well, do you so, feel comfortable here? Here I do. Here I do. I don't oh. feel judged. Um, I feel comfortable. And Will you keep coming when he leaves to drive around the country? Oh yeah, he's just a chauffeur. Okay. <laughs> well, let's let's pray for Tressa. Yeah, if you have a prayer or a word, what does that mean? you come. I have no idea. I'm assuming. I'm assuming since my mother told me my whole life I was a pain in the butt. If you say my name backwards fast, she was correct. Oh, oh well, let's oh. let's concentrate on. Lord, wow. you, I want to say a prayer for that name. <laughs> Lord, you know her name, yeah. and you knew it even before she was born. You know who she is. Yeah. A child, your child, yeah. child of the king. And we say no to any of these curses and yeah. lies and yeah. just yucky, icky stuff that she heard and felt. And we pray that it would just uh, come right off her shoulders. Yeah the heavy burden that she's been carrying. Yeah. Lord, give her a, a brand new uh, look as how you look at her. Yes. That's how you look at her. A wonderful, beautiful child. You are beautiful. Mm -hmm. You are beautiful and you're made in the image of God. 
and he's got a he's got something for you to do in our community and beyond. He's got there's something that you can do that others can't do that you can do better because of who you are. And so we bless you, Tressa. We thank you that you're here. You're not here to watch us. You're here to be a part of what God is doing here. You have some. You have an assignment. And we'll give you time to find out what that is. But God's put you here because you are part of the answer. You're part of the solution. You're not a part of the problem. You've been told you're part of the problem, but you're not a part of the problem. You're part of the solution. And that you have things that others can do, but you can do them better because God has divinely equipped you. And so we bless you today. We pray healing in your heart for the judgment that has come upon you by people who didn't know any better. We stand against them. We say they were wrong. They were not speaking the truth. The truth is that God cares about you, that you are beautiful, and that you have assignments, God-given assignments that need to be done. And we look forward to walking with you in the days ahead in Jesus' name. And so the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.